Emergency Podcast Alert. Thursday, September 1st, we have a trade to announce in the NBA. And because we are in the dog days of summer, Max and I thought, let's hop on. So my good neighbor and I, here to give you our thoughts uh, just a couple hours after it came through the Woj bomb. Utah has traded Donovan Mitchell to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Lowry Markkinen, Ochai Baji, Colin Sexton, three unprotected first-round picks, and two pick swaps. Max, your thoughts? I mean, I, I said to you last night, I, I think this trade is going to happen. I think it makes it doesn't make sense for the Utah Jazz to hold on to Mitchell. It just seemed to me like they were going to have to settle for a little less than they were looking for. Uh, but boy, I cannot believe they got they pulled this off. Um, I, my favorite um, tweet headline of this is the Utah Jazz really just turned uh, Donovan Mitchell and Ruby, Rudy Gobert into the Oklahoma City Thunder. And when you look at the lineup they have at the moment and uh, the cachet of draft picks they now have assembled over the next nine years, uh, that's this is a full-on rebuild team. Um, it also makes me really happy for Mitchell, excited for the Cavs, and terrified for the Raptors um, as another potential strong contender in the East emerges because we can talk a little about what Cleveland's giving up in terms of future. Um, but to me, it seems like in the present term, they give up basically nothing and get a I mean, adding Donovan Mitchell just makes this team so much better. And like Colin Sexton, the most impactful player they're giving up and the player who had the least chemistry fit um, meshing with this system that we saw kind of developing in the works and being figured out uh, last season. Yeah, it's you take a look at it on paper and it is a it looks like a win for both sides getting what they need um the jazz probably not getting the prime young talent that maybe they're hoping to get in exchange for mitchell like that key guy like maybe a jalen brown something like that uh, but at the same time their goal was most likely to get a ton of picks and that's what mm -hmm. they've gotten out of this deal and uh like you said colin sexton the most impactful player i think it's a perfect trade for him in terms of uh injured for most of the season last year like you said didn't forecast to be the best fit with this emerging team and and the emergence of Darius Garland as a as a fantastic leader um and, and ball dominant player for this Cavs team really meant that Sexton was expendable he signs a four-year 72 million dollar deal at the end of this trade with Utah um, so he's set now for the next couple of years and is going to be able to cook and build something uh, with this with a new young core of players that's going to come up from the five picks they got here and then what was it seven picks in the Gobert deal so um, at the very least what Utah's done uh, that's positive for them is they built that war chest like you said like uh, Oklahoma City Thunder they get a Baji uh, they get Larry Markkinen and Colin Sexton, all young players as well that have value if they ever need to flip them in a package. So it's a great accumulation of assets there. And on the other side, Cleveland gets Donovan Mitchell, who you could probably argue 
is instantly the best player on that team, right? Yeah. They get they get the bona fide star that they wanted. I wouldn't say superstar, but Mitchell, all star, uh, all star player. Aside beside uh, Darius Garland, um, interesting to see how they're going to fit together in terms of sharing the ball. Both need the ball in their hands to be productive, especially with Karis Levert in that mix as well as a as a scoring option. But feels like a good natural fit at the shooting guard position beside Garland and then beside Mobley and Allen as two emerging studs in the front court. Um, they get another guy who's at a top of his game and, and a young talent, and they've spent more than enough time waiting and accumulating young assets, right? Uh, after LeBron left and <laughs> before LeBron came back and <laughs> before they even got LeBron, it's been a lot of down, down periods in between for Cleveland. And so they finally get to build something organic that's not just LeBron-based. And I'm excited to see what this move does in accelerating their timeline. They're going to be a fun team to watch. Mm -hmm. um, so the picks that they have sent unprotected, 2025, 2027, 2029, the swaps happen in 2026, 2028. Uh, how do you feel that time or like that yeah, those picks mesh with um, the potential window for this Cleveland team to have an impact. Are they covered throughout? Is there a risk at the end? Um, we like we don't, as you said, we don't know how Mitchell is going to mesh with this team. Um, on paper, adding a good player to a good team should make that team better, but sports and chemistry are often never that simple. Um, so if this is like a crash and burn, doesn't work out system, uh, Utah's not going to benefit from it immediately. But can you see 2025 having any chance at a decent pick? Or it, it's got to be like right at the tail end of that window for Utah to really win out on this trade? Yeah, I'd say just if you think the the core of this team, Mitchell, Garland, Allen, and Mobley, all under 25 years of age. If they stay together, then it's it seems like a sure lock that it's going to be late first round picks into that window, right? Even seven years from now, uh, all of these guys will be right in the primes of their careers. There is some cap space uh, questions. Yeah. I, I don't know if they can afford to keep all four of those players. Absolutely. But uh, three of those guys are already under contract for the next three years, at least, because Garland just signed his rookie extension. Um, Allen just signed his last year, and, and Mitchell uh, is in the middle of his. And then Mobley, they're going to be allowed to go over the salary cap to sign him because he was their draft pick. So they are going to be able to make them fit at least for the next three or four years. Beyond that, I think the biggest risk that they run into, um, I think they'll be able to make the salary cap work. It will be, they are a small, small market team. And will the guys want to stay there if they don't experience that high, high level of winning? If they're not making it to a conference finals, to an NBA finals, then does Mitchell look back to New York City and say, I almost went there in 2022. Can I make my way there now? Or is it Darius Garland wanting to go somewhere else? Or is it Evan Mobley, right? It's that I think is the biggest risk to their 27, 28, 29 draft picks that Utah could 
could actually feel pretty good about the chances of that happening, especially with the way that Mitchell was pushing to go to New York this offseason. Yeah, I'm trying to look up Mitchell's contract and see when it uh, expires as we go. Like, will he signed a five-year contract? He's a free agent 2026. So that uh, through that 2025 pick, not in danger. The 2026 swap, not in danger. Um, The next three years question there. I think Mobley, probably the safest player, as you said. Um, It it really just the, um, you mentioned the that both players kind of, both guards kind of need the ball um, to be the, have the impact they like to have. And so if one player was going to walk, I would look at either of those. Uh, but Mitchell won't be walking anytime soon. And Garland, do you know how many years he is off the top of your head? Or I think I he just signed for five. So I think they have him locked up until 2027. Okay. Well, yeah. And at that point, like if you have uh, the success midway through that run, like success breeds success there. Even if one of these four guys wants to walk, if they have a second round team, I think they they can find plug the gaps as they emerge. Yeah. So here are my quick takes right here to kind of finish us off here on our thoughts. Cleveland, I think they're a guaranteed playoff team at this point. Um, Probably four or five Uh, where they were until they had some injuries in the second half of the season. I think that's where they end up again this year because uh, they're a young team that's going to play with a lot of heart through all 82 games of the season, not try and rest guys in order to be ready for the playoffs. And I think that will help their regular season performance. Um, what this means for Utah is they are in an absolute downward spiral. Like you mentioned, they're headed towards OKC. They're headed towards what San Antonio's looking like right now, uh, and they will be right in the thick of uh, Victor Dub odds. And what that means for their veterans, like a Mike Conley, like a Bojan Bogdanovich, uh, like a Jordan Clarkson, that those guys are on the market and available for teams. Uh, Low-key would love to see the Raptors grab Clarkson just because they have such a plethora of defensive options that it would be excellent to have a spark plug off the bench, almost like a Lou Williams type when he won the sixth man of the year in Toronto uh, many, many seasons ago. Would love to see that pick up, even though he doesn't necessarily fit into the culture of defense. I think the Raptors have enough to make up for it. And then, of course, Bogdanovich and Conley are going to have plenty of suitors as well as teams look uh, to, to bring on some veteran guys. Uh, and, and Utah will be looking to gain some assets from that as well. And you must be entertaining a bidding war right now on all these uh, like veteran playoff success assets. Uh, I, I'm sure every GM in the league is my and going to there. Uh, that was where my mind was going for closing thoughts as well. Uh, but man, we're going to have a tanking race between the Thunder, the Jazz, and the Spurs this coming season. As it is when you've got a, a generational talent projected to be at the top of the draft. I think the last piece of this, the New York Knicks missing out, not getting it done. I mean, they gave the ultimatum. They signed Barrett. Poison pill restriction kicked in. They couldn't get the deal done. So they're going to be looking for the next unhappy superstar uh, is that Zion Williamson in the future. Um, But for now, they're going to have to continue to 
move forward with their young core. And I'm curious to see if Knicks fans are thrilled or if they're um, unhappy with the way that things shook out here because they're they're still not going to have their next great star since Carmel Anthony. And uh, fascinating to see how that's, how this season's going to go for them. Um, and hopefully we see Bear take a step forward. That would be the ultimate outcome for that team is Bear takes a step forward, becomes the guy that they're paying him to be, uh, replaces the talk, hey, we never needed Mitchell. We have him right here in RJ Barrett. Um, and as Canadian podcasters and watchers of the NBA, that is what my hope is as well for RJ. Would love to see it, but a lot of proving to get there. Um, it's such a crazy thing. Like, I think the Knicks were willing to give up two unprotected first round picks and uh, the Jazz one and three. I, so I, I don't know how. I'd love to hear from Knicks fans if that seemed like a reasonable asking price um, or like, no, that's too much for Mitchell. Um, I, I love this gamble, like the eternal one in sports of like, we'll give up our first round picks, betting what we get will make these picks worthless picks. Not worthless, but. All right, before we sign off here, what is the ceiling of this Cavaliers team now? Ooh. I'm trying to think of who they'd be likely to face. With a top four finish, first round win would be possible. And as you outlined Mm. earlier, I can see that happening through an 82 game, just consistent effort. Um, I I can also see them drawing an unlucky matchup where for whatever reason, the Celtics, the Nets, probably not the 76ers (laughs) um, end up in that bottom half, maybe even the, I don't know, like these teams, if any of those teams end up in the bottom half, the first round win seems less likely and i have no idea what next season is going to hold but i'll go second round um also that's just so consistent with donovan mitchell's mo that we'll keep it at second (laughs) round yeah it as you walk through those teams it made me realize how loaded the east is so i'm gonna go game seven loss in round one i was initially thinking second round ceiling for this team but i don't think they get through the first round just as you mentioned uh the nets the bucks the sixers the heat um are four teams instantly that you probably have favored to make it through to the second round Uh, i didn't mention the celtics include the celtics in that that's five teams if you are high on the raptors season which I am, then that's another strong contender. So we just named six right there, not to mention other teams coming up. So uh, really tough East. And I just think that the top, top end teams are are still too formidable at this point for this Cavaliers core. Um, they don't get a lot of defense from their guards and they don't get enough offense from their front court yet. But exciting to see how this team develops. Yeah, for me, it's just a question of can they land a first-round matchup they can win? And yeah, I, I think we've we've seen these teams that have experienced consistent success over the past six, seven years uh, take their gas pedal, take their foot off the gas pedal at times during the regular season. So I can see the Cavs getting a top-four seeding. Um, 
but I guess if they do that, it means one of those top teams is going to be in the bottom four of our playoffs and that much more likely the Cavs run into them. So yeah, I think the Raps are really the only team in that lineup. I can see the Cavs coming out of the first round against. So uh, I'll, I'll lower my ceiling to the first round as well for them. There you go. All right. That is our take on the Donovan Mitchell blockbuster trade. Uh, Let us know what you think in the comments or reach out to us on social media. Appreciate everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed the emergency pod. Max. This was fun. Let's do it again sometime soon. Sports Next Door signing out.